Gab, what must it be like to grow up so beautiful? I don't know. You tell me. Hello! Welcome to Tay2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Girl at Home from Red, Deluxe Edition. You gotta go at home and everybody know that. <laughs> <laughs> and today, we are discussing the song Gold Rush from Evermore. Woohoo! Woohoo! Gold Rush! Gold Rush is the third track on Evermore. Evermore was released on December 11th, 2020, and this song was co-written by Jack Antonoff. Oh, our guy. Our guy. Welcome back, Jack, to the <laughs> to the podcast. This song has yet to be played live, but boy, we cannot wait for this one. Yeah, it'll be really good live. Oh, yeah. This one's going to be pretty good. All of Evermore is going to be really incredible live. Folklore. Oh, yeah. God, just can't I wait. Really can't wait. Like. Also, side note, did you see the rumors that apparently they recorded sessions of Evermore at Buckingham Palace? I did, I did Those see that. That can't be real, right? I did see that. I don't know what's real anymore. Taylor, Taylor can kind of do whatever she wants. I know, but at Buckingham Palace, is there any precedent of that? I don't know. Maybe she's a fan of the Queen? I don't know. Guys, look up that theory. Yeah, it's, it's a interesting. Weird one. Maybe- I would love it. It'd be really cool, Good. but I, I kind of doubt it. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's a big place, so there would be plenty of different rooms for her to record in pretty secretively. It's true, but it's Buckingham Palace. Let, okay, if a said documentary comes out, I'm mm-hmm. sure she will let us all know why she chose Buckingham Palace as a place. <laughs> and why she was allowed. Maybe Joe's in with the royal family. Could be. If you have any intel on this, let us know. He's not a knight, is he? He's not a no, sir? No, he's not a sir. Okay. Mm-mm. So, Devin, mm. what do you think about Gold Rush? This song is wildly catchy. Mm-hmm. However, like a lot of songs on Evermore, mm. I have found, there are parts of songs that I love mm-hmm. and parts that I'm really not a fan of. Mm. And this is a song that falls into the category. Like when we discussed Evermore, mm. I love most of Evermore, except for the Justin Vernon stuff. The bridge. The bridge. But you guys can listen to the Evermore episode, and, and I discuss why I feel that way. Mm-hmm. But for Gold Rush, let's start with the stuff that I love. Okay. Okay? The intro. Mm-hmm. I love this intro. That weird synthy type stuff that happens... You know, it's like this <laughs> before Taylor comes in with that angelic vocal mm. that just sounds like you're in this dream, like you're going to Oz <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Like Oz is suddenly, you know, she walks out of the house and it's all color, mm. you know? Mm. It, it's a really cool effect to have that like weird like thing before it comes in and it kind of sets you up for... The tone of the piece, yeah. you think. And what Jack does so brilliantly, and we have said this so many times, is how he builds a song. Mm-hmm. And so this first intro part where, you know, the gleaming, twinkling is so interesting. Mm-hmm. And all of the different layers of it and all the different harmonies and vocals. And it's this high, like really high pitch and you always have a very fun time trying to sing along to it struggle is real struggle it's an (laughs) ultimate struggle 
you know, it makes you think that this is going to be like a daydream kind of song. Yeah. But then when she sings the line, I almost jump in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you see the two sinking ships on waters. So inviting. I almost jump in. But then she says, but I don't like a gold rush. Mm. And it's like the dream is starting to pull her in. But then she figures out that like, no, wait a minute. I don't want that. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And why she titled it Gold Rush mm-hmm. is very interesting because everybody, I think, finds Gold Rush synonymous with the Gold Rush in California. Mm-hmm. At least Americans. In, in the United States, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, when the goal, and you'll talk about this, I'm sure, in Gossip Gab. It's fascinating that she equates that sort of sentimentality with a relationship mm. and that I picture it as the wanting, the dreaming, the expectation of something incredible to happen mm-hmm. and not getting it. Like striking gold. Right. Mm. So, so many people went out west to g- join the gold rush, expecting that they'd get rich when they didn't. Mm. They didn't find anything mm. and they remained poor. Taylor sees this gold rush as that possibility. It's like, yeah, something might happen, but look, everybody loves him. Everybody mm. thinks he's great. Mm. Everybody, everybody is obsessed with this guy. But in my dream that I see, it doesn't end up well, because why would it? Mm. You know? Interesting, yeah. Like, he's he's this boy that's been beautiful his whole life. Mm. You know? His hair falls into place like dominoes. And I would be walking around your apartment with your Eagles t-shirt, you know? And, like, all of this different stuff. Mm-hmm. But it would never be. Mm. Because... It's How just could a daydream. It? It's a daydream, and it fades away into my day-old tea. Cool. You know? Yeah. It's so cool. And it wasn't until today, really, mm-hmm. when I was going through all of this, that I was really thinking about that aspect of it, because for the most part, you guys, like, I'm just obsessed with what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And the... The synths and how she sings and everything, but the gold rush section, the I don't like a gold rush, gold rush, is so good. Mm -hmm. It is so good. And Jack has this like piano synth (laughs) underneath it that like it's a complete 180 from that original feeling of wonderment and dreams. It's this like, no, wait a minute. And then the best part of the whole song, I think is coming into that section the second time mm-hmm. after the first what must it be like mm-hmm. when she sings an I don't like a gold rush gold rush and Jack does this thing mm-hmm. underneath her where like you guys have to go and listen to this like 15 times in a row so he does this thing where he pulls all of the instrumentation out except for like a little like held synth and there's this crescendo it's like this and it it pops right back in to the song and the first time tell them what you thought when i said that to you okay so you know you guys know Devin hears the music way clearer than i do and he has to point out things for me to really hear them and so Devin played that for me he's like okay it's on the second time you have to listen for it and he played it for me like a few times and i have to tell you guys like it made me like the song like <laughs> 10 times more it's such a fantastic moment yeah. that it's like the best part of the song it's like yeah. i don't like a gold rush go it's like mm-hmm. yep. and you have to listen to oh. it and it's one of those things that's so so little and slight and i didn't pick it up on it until Devin showed it to me but it's 
one of those things that you're like, Jack Antonoff is brilliant. Yeah. It's so brilliant. It, it's so brilliant. And there's like chimes in yeah. it too. There's like a twinkle. Yeah. It's, you know, like this whole thing of like, but wait a minute. No, 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 no. Stop in there. Like, but what must it be like? Cut it out. No, I don't like a gold rush. Mm-hmm. It brings it right back to her like frantic, like, I don't like this. I don't want this. But, but, but it might be beautiful. It might be lovely. And I've yeah. turned your life into folklore. Like, I think about, I fantasize about you. And, mm. and so many people in this town fantasize about you. But it can't be. Like, it won't be. You know? Yeah. It's so good. So that moment, you guys, that moment makes me love this song so much. When I heard that for the first time, I, like, screamed. So that moment, you guys, is at 1 minute and 33 seconds when she goes back into that section. Yeah. So it'll start with, and I don't like a gold rush. And then... Oh, it's so good. Definitely check it out. It is just so good. You know, the better the speaker's headphones you have, the better. But even on an iPhone speaker, like, it, it's fine. Yeah. So the part that I don't like about this song are the, what must it be like? like the sections. dream sections. The, the slow, slower down. I think that the intro works because it's different. And then when it co- goes back to it at the end, I think it works really well as well because it kind of bookends the whole song. Mm-hmm. I think that these two sections with the what must it be like if you grew, like to grow up so beautiful like they I don't think that they're in the same song. I think that they're too different from the other section to be the same song. Mm. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. which might be the you point. know might be the point. Yeah. Right. And she, you know, is going back and forth and back and forth and that definitely would make sense. It doesn't for me jive very well. Yeah. Like I would understand if, like, that was what she wanted and what she thinks the song should be. And I'm, like, totally down with that. But for my ear, it doesn't work. Mm. And it it just makes the song not as good as it possibly could be for me. Yeah. You know, I just want more of the first part. Mm. Changing it up here and there and whatever, but more of that, like, that driving sensation, you know? I think also the part that kind of throws me off is the transition Mm. into it doesn't really work sonically for me. It gets a little jarry for me. Mm. Every single time I listened to it today, every single time I was like, oh, mm," every time. So that's not your... So it's not my thing. And does it make the song bad? No. Anyway, great song. Big fan of this bop. Mm -hmm. First couple of days of Evermore being dropped, like, I was listening to this on repeat. Yeah, you were. Like, it was... Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorites from Evermore for sure. Mm -hmm. How about you? What do you think? So on the flip side of that, this one definitely took me a little bit longer to get into Mm -hmm. than uh, some other songs on Evermore. And I think you showing me that section really (laughs) helped because it helped me hear the production. Mm -hmm. And so Gold Rush is a bop on an album that doesn't have many bops. Uh So I think that Evermore benefits from having gold rush on it especially in that track three spot like that's a very key spot when you're kind of like okay i'm ready for a bop yeah and like some of the other songs it's not that they're not bops they're just different Mm -hmm. you know this album is more experimental more alternative taylor's trying out all different sounds and i really like a lot of them a lot it's just that we're used to certain bops from her that there have to be some sprinkled in for sure you know other than this i feel like long story short is kind of the only one and then maybe the two bonus tracks are yeah. like true, true like bops. bops. Maybe Ivy, kind of, but not really. Not really. So no. it's I mean, Willow has a great groove, but it's not a bop. Yeah. So I think that it's very important on this album and in the location that it's in, especially for when you take like the spectrum of Taylor fans. I know some friends 
who like love Evermore even more than folklore because it went even further sure. indie and folky. And then I know some friends who are like, oh, but I'm missing Lover era. So mm-hmm. Gold Rush is like for those people, mm-hmm. I feel like. Which makes sense because Jack Antonoff helped write it. Yeah, it's <laughs> along the lines of like August and Mirabal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the reason it took a little bit longer to grow on me is that I really like the sound of Gold Rush yeah. and I'm not used to like liking a song because I like how it sounds. Hmm. You know, it's all very catchy and it's interesting to listen to and it's very layered and like so much of that is obviously due to Jack's production. Mm-hmm. And the sounds are just so cool. And I love the... Mm-hmm. I do like the dreamscape mm. sections. Mm-hmm. I just like how fast Taylor sings and like the quality and tone of her voice. Mm. I, it is a cool timbre that she has there. Yeah, her yeah. voice is just very pleasing and like soothing. Yeah. And like she's saying certain words that you're just like, oh, let's say it again. Like yeah. it sounds so good when she says it. And though the song is repetitive lyrically, which we know that is not always my favorite from the last episode, the production is detailed enough and the song is so short that you don't really notice the repetition. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of gets through it and then the song's over. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that was like a little little daydream. And it's just, you know, it's just a really fun song that's enjoyable to listen to. And I really like it. And I can't always pinpoint why. Mm -hmm. I love what you said. It took me like I couldn't figure this out today. What you said about like the possibility of striking gold and the idea of it and that a gold rush is like that dream, that hope, but it's not always the reality. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, no, I don't want to do that. I couldn't grasp that idea. And so Mm. it's so cool. And I think it's made me even like the song that much more. Mm. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's the fantasy of it. Mm -hmm. It's the what, the what if. Yeah. But she's not acting on the what if. She's acting against the what if. Yeah. Which is fascinating. It makes for a really interesting point of view. Yeah. Yeah. And just like so cool to have this whole song that's this like kind of internal monologue Mm -hmm. daydream thing. Yeah. Like really interesting and different for her. I love it. Devin, Mm. do you relate to Gold Rush? I have definitely fantasized about potential relationships Mm -hmm. in the past, Mm -hmm. especially in theater being with a lot of, you know, very attractive women. Theater industry is known for having very pretty people in it, duh. Yeah, And doing shows, Summerstock, whatever, like, yeah, there would be somebody who might be my dance partner who I'd be like, wow, it might be pretty cool to date this person. Mm. And what would it be like if, you know, we went to the ice cream shop together (laughs) Like, you know, ooh, what if it was, you know, midnight and we were walking on the beach? What would happen? Like, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, no, that's not going to happen because it's summer stock and this is fleeting. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm in college in New Jersey and they're in college in Ohio. Like, that's (laughs) not going to work out. I get that aspect of it, Mm -hmm. of, like, potentially seeing something but not acting on that because you know it can't work out. Interesting. I totally, totally get that. This song kind of plays with the idea of reality setting back in. Yeah. Being in something for a moment and just thinking about it and being like, wow, that might be cool. And then that will fade away into your day old tea. Yeah. It's a very interesting concept. And then to equate it to a gold rush. Yeah. On top of it. Mm -hmm. It's like she could have just had it be like, oh, you know, I don't want to see you. I don't want to date you because it won't end up well. Like she could have a song like that, you know? (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) But instead, she has this incredibly lyrical song that describes things in such a poetic way. Mm -hmm. It's so good. What about you? Can you relate? 
Well, I just have to notice that you said, like, reality sets back in, which is a lyric uh-huh. from Wicked. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was just like... And did you see I put it in quotation marks? And I was like, I know that lyric. What is it? And I'm like, oh, it's from Wicked. Because <laughs> we just watched the the Wicked concert on PBS. I was wondering if you are going to pick I up on I did pick that. up on it. You guys cool. should all watch that concert. It's great. It was great. I'm slowly realizing that I did not fully grasp this song mm. when I was doing my notes. Mm. So it it's like, interesting. It was like me with Getaway Car. I know. <laughs> but you didn't know the backstory. You understood the song. I guess you did Not didn't. really. No, that's true. Yeah. I can relate to that idea and that daydream and not going down those paths. I can relate to that idea. Mm-hmm. What I wrote was, I don't really relate to the song because I think I do like a gold rush. Because oh. <laughs> I feel like my gold rush and like my daydream is reciprocated mm, by you. Okay. If that makes sense. So I am the gold rush fulfilled. Fulfilled, yeah. So it's not this daydream that like leaves me wanting or wishing, uh-huh. but it's at my actual reality. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to feel like jealous or lustful. Like sure. I got what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> which is you. <laughs> So I say I don't relate to this song because I do want a gold rush, but I totally understand what you're saying and that what the song actually means <laughs> now. Uh-huh. And I can like relate to that kind of pining feeling, but that or that like daydreaming where mm-hmm. you're like, no, but that's not it. Yeah. Especially like, you know, when I was like single living in the city, it's like you're always like, I could meet someone at any point. The city has endless possibilities, right. you know? So that's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I also just Love the image in the song of it fades into the gray of my day old tea. Mm. Like it's just this clear image that like I know that I've left day old tea out and like the idea of like what mindset you're in when you leave tea out. Yeah. You know, like kind of like cluttered, chaotic, in a daze. And so that I kind of connect to that idea. And like day old tea, can you imagine? It's just got to be so bitter. Yeah, because it's just steeped and sat there. Gross, just like herbal mush. Yeah, well, no, it wouldn't be mush. It would still be (laughs) liquid. Like, (laughs) the teabag maybe isn't in it. The teabag would be mush. It might not be in it. Well, if the teabag hadn't been in it, then that's one thing. And I picture it, so the way I see it, this gray, gray, day-old tea, Mm. I picture it having a little milk in it. That Mm. gives it that gray color, you know? So it's curdled a little bit. Well, it just like the milk goes to the center, kind yeah. of. I I don't know. I just really love that image. In it's this a great song. image. I really yeah. like feel that. I was gonna say you drink a lot of tea. I, so I, I do. Would, drink I would a imagine lot of you tea. could relate to that. Yeah, and sometimes like I don't leave it out overnight in my adult life. That's like more college mm. time. Sometimes I'll pour it in the morning and just drink it all day, mm-hmm. like you with your coffee for sure. Yeah. Well, now we get to the segment of gossip. The California Gold Rush began on January 24th, 1848, when James W. Marshall found a gold nugget at Sutter's Mill in Coloma, California. John Augustus Sutter, whose mill it was, and James Marshall tried to keep the discovery a secret, but of course that was impossible. President Polk eventually announced the discovery of the gold, leading thousands of miners to flock to California and other locations in the American West in hopes of becoming rich. So as Devin said earlier, Taylor uses this term gold rush as this metaphor for, you know, the possibilities of striking a rich and having this great relationship. And, you know, it's this beautiful and in-demand person and the lust that their beauty makes Taylor feel, as well as the jealousy of how everyone else wants them and she can't have them, is what makes her question that possibility. Uh It's really interesting how she uses the color 
gold here Mm -hmm. in a different way from previous songs where, you know, it represents true love, which Mm -hmm. we've covered on this podcast. By making it a gold rush, Taylor equates it more to, like, feelings of lust and jealousy and not, like, not wanting a gold rush, not wanting that possibility. Right. Yeah. I don't think that this is a autobiographical song for Taylor. I agree with you. Yes, this is so, a made-up person. I do think that. Yeah. Um, I am going to talk about some theories okay. that fans have on the song. Okay. But ultimately, I agree with that synopsis. Yeah, because her personal idea of golden, we've already discussed, is love. Yeah, her. and true love. And, true and we love. know that from her songs, yeah. that we know who they're about. Like, she yeah. has said that and told us. Yep. Taylor told fans during a YouTube live session that the track takes place inside a single daydream where you get lost in thought for a minute and then snap out of it. Oh! I know. So, guys, Devin wrote his whole thing and his ideas. He doesn't read my Gossip Gab, and he doesn't do the same research that I do for Gossip Gab. Oh. So, all his stuff was his take on the song and the sound of it. And I was like, you read my notes. And he said he didn't. So, I'm nope. going to that i didn't so crazy but so yeah it is this daydream and you get lost and then you snap out of it i That's don't like a gold crazy. Rush. yeah so that that would make sense then that both of the sections sound very disjointed and different and like she's yeah. snapping back in and out of it exactly yeah, yeah. okay yeah. okay yeah so it's pretty cool i yeah. love whenever we get like taylor's that. take on a yes, song yes, yes so there are a few theories on who this song is about the obvious first theory is Joe, Taylor's current partner and the subject of most of her love songs currently. One lyric in Gold Rush that points to this is, I don't like that anyone would die to feel your touch. Everybody wants you, which is very similar to the lover lyric. I'm highly suspicious that everyone who sees you wants you, which mm-hmm. we know lover is about Joe. Mm-hmm. Lines that don't point to it being about Joe are, and it fades into the gray of my day old tea because it will never be. Mm-hmm. Because their relationship is real. It won't never be. It is. Right. So right. I don't I, think it's I about I do Joe. not think this is about Joe. Yeah. Yeah. But I think just that idea of everybody wants you is something that she's probably felt. So it's just sure. a, a, maybe a feeling that she puts into this song. Mm-hmm. A very common, probably the most common theory on who this song is about is Carly Kloss. Hmm. I don't love bringing up Carly because I know that she allegedly betrayed Taylor to Scooter, ending their friendship. So it seems unlikely that Taylor would write a full song about her, you know, other than the, like, the lines in It's Time to Go. But many fans are behind this theory. I have to at least bring it up here in Gossip Gab and discuss it. Fans came to this theory based on an Instagram that Carly Kloss posted in May 2019 of her in a gold dress where the caption is just gold rush. That's the whole caption of the song. Mm -hmm. She's wearing a gold dress. And then the line, what must it be like to grow up that beautiful with your hair falling into place like dominoes Mm. definitely makes it feel like it's about a woman. Mm. It doesn't have to be. We don't know that for sure. But she's a model. She obviously is really beautiful and Mm -hmm. has been her whole life. Mm -hmm. And then something that's interesting is Taylor keeps saying, I don't like a gold rush. Right. So though the song paints the person in this alluring light, Taylor doesn't like how she feels about it. Yeah. And then the it will never be takes on an interesting meaning for those who think that Carly and Taylor had a secret relationship. Right. Because mm. it will never be. It's definitely an intriguing theory. Hmm. And then people also prescribe the double vision in rose blush lyric to when they performed um, in the Victoria's Secret fashion show at the same time and they're wearing this blushed color outfit. Huh. And people used to call them twins. So double vision. So 
Definitely the theorizers are very specific on looking sure. into these lines and making them work. Yeah. As I've said on previous episodes, I don't prescribe to Kaler theories as I think it's like really important to take Taylor at face value and accept how she identifies herself to us mm-hmm. and that I think it's never fair to presume someone's sexual orientation for them. Yeah. I don't think that's a fair thing to make. So though these theories are very alluring and interesting and like they kind of work for this song, mm-hmm. like it really makes me think about it in this song, I don't think it's fair to just assume Taylor has this like secret side relationship that none of us know about yeah. that like – you know, changes her identity from what she's publicly told us. If Taylor ever chooses to share any things that she hasn't shared with us, great. We'll evaluate and figure things out from there, but I don't think it's fair to, like, put that on her. Sure. Those all are very intriguing. Yeah, they are. I mean, the fact that Instagram post was just gold rush. Yeah. And she keeps saying, I don't like a gold rush. Yeah. Is equating her with Carly Kloss. Gold rush with Carly Kloss, which is fascinating to think about. Well, and what... A lot of fans picked up on yeah. really quickly. Interesting. Because, again, like, why use the term gold rush? Yeah, and we know out of Taylor anything uses in the world. her words so specifically. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, I personally think that this song pulls from elements and feelings of Taylor's, but it isn't actually about someone specific. And I think it's more of a daydream inspired by her emotions, as she mentioned in the YouTube live. Mm. So I think that it could be that there are elements of this song that are inspired by that Instagram Mm -hmm. post and the idea of Gold Rush. Mm -hmm. And there are parts of that that are inspired of that idea, but that it's not actually about Carly. Interesting. Or like maybe a figure like that. I don't know. But it does, like the theories do connect if you read them. Wow. I don't think that Taylor had this huge secret relationship that none of us know about, but I do think that whatever went down between Taylor and Carly really hurt her. Mm -hmm. To have, like, such a close friend that basically, like, has a room in your house to then suddenly not speak and go to each other's weddings, like, that had to really hurt whatever that friend break was. For sure. Uh, So it's definitely, like, strong feelings she has, but I don't know if she would write about Carly in a positive way. Mm. Not that this song is positive, so it's a little confusing there. Yeah, yeah. But I I do think it's kind of like a created fictional song. Right. And we know that she, like, writes down things in her journal, Mm -hmm. like, constantly. So she may have written down that post, Gold Gold Rush, in her journal and may have looked back and found it and been like, oh, that's interesting. And maybe not... You know, prescribe it to Carly, but yeah. prescribe it to... Like the like, idea of Gold Rush. A Gold Rush, yeah. Or, yeah, or, like, I can picture her having, like, different lines from this song written. In different things, like, yeah. Like, yeah, what must it be like to grow up that beautiful? Yeah. Like, I can imagine the Eagles that... Eagles t-shirt, like, that's yeah. a very specific image. Yeah. Yeah. And that we haven't heard her generally talk about the Eagles before, okay. you know? Yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. I don't think this one, though, yeah, like points to anyone directly. Also, something important, I couldn't find any, you know, information or theorizing about this, but, you know, Jack also wrote this song. And I think what with we her, forget yeah. with co writers is that not only are they pulling from Taylor's life and Taylor's emotions and feelings, but also the co writers. Mm-hmm. So it, that's another interesting idea For sure. as well, you know, and there's not as much data analyzing <laughs> Jack Antonoff's life and lyrics. No. And I don't know nearly as much about Jack Antonoff's right. life. But I just think that's an interesting idea when we are looking at these songs where they're co-written, mm-hmm. you know? Interesting. Yeah. A fun lyric fact, this is the only song on either Folklore or Evermore where Taylor actually says folklore with the lyric my mind turns your life into folklore and i can't dare to dream about you anymore love it so it's a cool little 
callback. Little sister album callback. Yeah, and also, like, my mind turns your life into folklore, and Mm -hmm. I get, like, so it's like, your life is this fictional thing, I can't dream about it anymore, it's not my reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is fascinating. It's a fascinating one, and I think there's still a lot more to uncover and dig through on this one. And since it's so new, we don't have all the information about it. Yeah. And she hasn't given really any interviews about it. If this Buckingham Palace thing pans (laughs) out, we might learn a little bit more about it. Yeah, I would love to hear, you know, what she did with kind of like the long pond thing where she talks a little bit about each song. Or also, yeah, or also that Apple interview that she had about folklore that then they kind of went song by song. Yeah, that was a fantastic interview. If she had another one like that with Evermore. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. But it's also interesting because we're, you know, into the re-record eras now. And so how much is she still putting into Evermore, you know? Yeah, I don't think we're going to get something like that as much as I want it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's September now. Yeah. Red comes out. It's almost out, been a year. You know, soon. Evermore's almost been out for a year. Yeah. And, you know, Red comes out in November. Yeah. We're probably going to get a single before that. And yeah. that's about, like, it until Red comes out. Yeah. So I don't know. We might have to wait till. They start perf- being performing, performed, yep. which is a bummer, but also like, how lucky are we that we got all I this? Know. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I just want to know more. I and, know. Like, yeah. Uncover it more. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, clearly this one, I couldn't quite figure out this song. So I'm glad that we and have this still, partnership. There's still so much to, you know, to talk about and figure out. And we'll probably be revisiting songs down the pike. Definitely. Especially with like red songs from the re-record and everything. So Yeah. So what's your favorite line from Goldrush? I think that this line mm-hmm. is just wild. Eyes like sinking ships on waters so inviting I almost jump in. Yeah. Like that line is just so fascinating because eyes like sinking ships. You get drawn in. Mm-hmm. You get drawn into those eyes. And, you know, they're super inviting. Like, oh, look at those green eyes. <laughs> Holy moly, I just can't stop looking at them. Wait, nope, nope. But I don't like a gold rush. Yeah. I almost jump in. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, like so close. Mm-hmm. She can see it. She yeah. can like feel it. It's very interesting. We didn't talk about the fact that like twinkling gleaming Mm -hmm. is you know i think relates to the gold Mm -hmm. but then it's eyes like sinking ships on water yeah they're not twinkling though that is normally twinkling or gleaming or anything a sinking ship sounds like a pretty bad thing (laughs) yeah they pull you in so like that yeah twinkling and gleaming it's like this faux thing on top of the dark waters. Oh, like a veneer. You know, like the sun might be shining off of them. Mm, mm-hmm. That whole first intro part is so beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite line? My favorite line is, I don't like that falling feels like flying till the bone crush. Ooh. I just love how she says these yeah. words. It's just so good. Yeah. Like, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And also just that, like... You know, falling feels like flying, like you're like falling in love. It feels like flying. You feel so good till the bone crush, till like you hit the ground or you hit the ground (laughs) or it doesn't work out. It's so good. Wow. I like, and I really like her, like she has all these bone metaphors on this album and I like them. I think they're really good. That is so crazy because you're falling for somebody, like you're falling in love, you're falling with that until bam, you hit the floor and he leaves you. Yeah. You know, and like that's he drops idea. you on the ground. It's so crazy that we call it falling in love because that's yeah. not really a positive. Falling isn't necessarily a positive word term. No, you know, 
I guess, you don't verb. Fall. You don't really want to fall. You're falling in love. So it takes, it means risk. And so it can feel like you're flying, but humans don't fly. No, yeah. humans can't fly. So I just, I think it's a really, That's really That's an incredible line. line. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Also your line, the like sinking ships on waters. I can't help but always think about Willow when I hear that yeah. line. Like it all feels like similar stories and connected. And Cardigan. Yeah. Which is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Like these The water metaphors, like the imagery on both of these albums is really beautiful. Yeah, just gorgeous. Her lyrics, her poetry is really like at top notch on these two albums. Definitely. It's beautiful. Yeah. So Devin. Ooh. From one to ten, Eagles t-shirts hanging from your door. Oh. What do you give Gold Rush? Ooh, what a specific image. Yeah. This conversation has made me like it more, mm-hmm. but I still don't really like the sections that I talked about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think I'm going to give it a nine. Oh, that's really good rating. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it a nine. I would give it a ten if it wasn't Taylor Swift. Like, I would give it yeah. a ten if this was anybody else's. Because we're, we're grading on a curve. You know? Mm-hmm. Because, but she has, my top 20 are like, when mm-hmm. I think about my favorite Taylor Swift songs, like, I can't think of anything wrong with them. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm going to give it a nine. That's amazing. Okay. So I'm going to put it there for now, and I reserve my right to change it. Of course. At any moment. Of course. What about you on a scale of one to ten Eagles t-shirts hanging from the door? So I think I need to listen to this song more with this new understanding that I have. Okay. But going into it, I really like this song. It's not one of my favorites, and I think because I didn't get it, and I felt dumb that I Mm -hmm. didn't get it. And now that I understand it, I feel like it's going to grow on me when I listen to it more. Mm -hmm. But for right now... I give it seven Eagles t-shirts hanging from your door. Cool. And I know that a lot of Swifties, like, this is their favorite from Evermore. (laughs) So that's just my opinion. And also, it went over my head, and I felt kind of silly. But I'm now I'm starting to understand it more, and I really like what you said. And And what we talked about today. Yeah, Yeah, it's really, it's really growing on me. And also... I love listening to it. Like, I would never skip it. I think it's a really enjoyable song. Yeah. It's just not my favorite on the album. Yeah. Yeah, and even though, like, I love bops and I'm a bop girl, like, on Evermore, my favorite songs are not the bops. They're kind of like the the sadder ones. Oh, for sure. So. It's a good, sad, sad album. But I really like this song. (laughs) Yeah. Keep listening along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tay Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Do you, you love this song? Do you not like this song as much? Are you a Bop fan? Did you know what the California Gold Rush was? Do you have any other theories about this song? Yeah, please. If there are other theories about this song, please let us know. Yeah. We would love to hear them. Yeah. You can also follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. And leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. Well, next week, we're heading back into Reputation Land with Gorgeous. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time.